Welcome to Global Truth Center. So our theme for this month is daring. How was that for daring? How many, how many churches do you think right now are singing that song? Maybe a number. We'll see. Well, actually, I know one that's singing it right now. Donia Oxford is singing that in Palm Desert right about now. Yes. Okay, so our theme for this month is daring. And um, I have a quote for you from Eudora Wetley, who's a Pulitzer Prize-winning author, writer. And she said this, All serious daring starts from within. All serious daring starts from within. In order for you to be daring, in order for you to dare, something must bubble up from within, Connie Dubois. Right? Feel it? Can you feel it? Something bubbles up from within, then you're a choice. Do I or don't I? Do I take this and move with it or do I push it back inside? So if all daring starts within, then a daring person knows that there ain't no mountain high enough. There ain't no valley low enough. There ain't no river wide enough to keep me from... Now, when it's you, when it's to keep me from you, it's sort of about, you know, to keep me from you, you, Reverend Nancy. But I want you to internalize this. As Eudora Wetley says, all serious daring starts from within. There ain't no mountain high enough, ain't no river wide enough, ain't no valley low enough to keep me from getting to that in me that is ready to dare that is ready to just come out and do what is mine to do. How many of you are ready for that this month? Yes. To really just tap in and say, I get it. This is where I am. This is what I'm here to do. This is what I have to offer. Now let it out. Just let it out. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So I have some slides for you today. So if you could give me this first slide. I want to break down what it means to be daring. So daring, adventurous or audaciously bold in action or thought. So that's really what I'm asking you all. Are you? Are you adventurous? How many people here are adventurous? How many people just want to take adventure after adventure after adventure? Me too. How many are, are audaciously bold? Good, okay. Now here's the thing. So to be daring means to be adventurous or audaciously bold in action or thought action or thought. But you know, the truth about this is, in order to be daring, you must be willing to allow those thoughts to bubble up that I just talked about. And then you must be willing to take action on those thoughts. How many times do you think you have had some amazing idea, something that just grabbed you and you left it as a thought and you didn't take action? We've all done it. We've all done it. I remember years ago when I uh, signed with CAA as a writer, uh, as a director, writer, actor, and I was pitching a series that I had written called Dinks, Double Income, No Kids. Um, and that was before we had kids. And uh, I was pitching this series to the networks, and it was about a gay man who was living with a straight woman and their friends. Recognize it? Yeah, so I pitched it this whole season, and all I kept getting from my agent was, they love it, they love it, it's just not time. Maybe next year, try it again. 
And I was like, nope, done, throw it away. A few years later, Will and Grace did happen as something that was not written by me. So there was something that came up. I wrote it. I, I, I was real excited about it. But I let the naysayers that didn't think it was time talk me off it. And I threw it away. That's what we do sometimes. We allow something to stop our daring nature from taking over, whatever that may be, whatever that may be. So audacious. I want to go to audacious. So this is what audacious means. Unconventional, surprising, courageous, unusual, and fearless. So just take a look at those words. Find out there, what do you, how many of these words actually describe you? Are you unconventional? Or, or are you, I know you are, Eric. Eric's like, yes, I'm unconventional. Or do you tend to stay within the lines? Are you willing to be unconventional? Are you willing to just do what feels, I know you are with the purple hair or the whatever colors are in your hair right now. Um, it's always different. She's in practitioner studies right now and she, she just, I always wait to see what color is showing up on, on Zoom this week. So, yeah, unconventional. But not for you. It's you, right? Yes. So, unconventional. Surprising. How much surprises are in your life? How many surprises are in your life? How, how often are you surprised by what you're doing, by what's coming forward? This was quite a week for me to go home. I was surprised many, many times this whole week. I have relatives that are not doing well. I have relatives that know who I am barely at this point. And it was challenging to, to, to go back and see where everybody has gone. But you know what I realized that was quite a surprise for me? And I surprised myself. When I got to Philadelphia and I was sitting on that stoop, and I went into my, my ne next door neighbor's house, I had this thought that I wanted to go into my own house. But I, you know, I can't go knock on the door and go, I used to live here. Can I come in and look at your house? So I didn't do that, but she ended up being on the doorstep. And my friend Kathy introduced me, said, this is Jimmy Mellon, Jimmy Mellon, who used to live here. And she goes, oh, would you like to see it? I was like, ah, yes. And I walked in, and I don't know how many of you have done this, but think of this, 66. I was there 60 years ago. And the crack on the front of the house that my father cemented is still the crack that was cemented. It hasn't changed. It's still that crack. And I walked in the house, and I was dumbfounded by the energy that I received when I walked into that house. And I get emotional even saying it, but, but what I realized was everything I am today was in that little six-year-old boy. And as I stood there, it was as though I was standing there 60 years ago knowing who I was going to be. I mean, the first song I ever wrote was a song called, I'm Gonna Be a Movie Star. And I used to take my guitar that was bigger than me and walk around the neighborhood singing it. So I came back and I'm standing there going, see, that didn't happen. <laughs> but it did in terms of consciousness, who I know myself to be. And I stood there and I was so surprised. I was like, wow, it's like, I thought I was gonna have all these memories and thought I didn't have many memories, except when I walked over to the, to the downstairs to the, the steps to the, down, to the basement, which are the same steps. Nothing's changed in 60 years. When I was six years old, 
my father had bought me a boxer dog. I was standing at the top of the steps when they unleashed it in the kitchen. It jumped up on me and I went down the steps. Ended up with two huge black eyes, not unlike the boxer. And I stood there going, I remember that. But the reason I bring up this idea of surprising, it was a surprise to me that actually everything I taught in these 40 weeks of quantum metaphysics is actually true. The six-year-old knew who the 66-year-old was going to be, and the 66-year-old is very clear on who the six-year-old was. It's all the same person. You are everything you ever were. You are everything you could ever hope to be. You are the past, the present, and the future all at once. There's nothing to wait for. There's nothing to become. There's just something to know. And that was surprising to me to get that standing there in my home. Courageous. People have told me how courageous I am for what I've had to go through in my life. I don't think that's the courageousness we're talking about. Because frankly, whatever shows up in your life, you have what is ever necessary to move through it. Should you tap into the truth of who you are. Unusual, I've been called worse. <laughs> but I've been called unusual too, usually by my children. Fearless. The thing about fearless is, when you know who you are, there's really not a lot to fear. There really isn't. Uh, my cousin, my, my cousin Jerry Ann, she used to be the uh, Assistant Deputy Attorney General of New Jersey. And I stayed with her one night. And she said to me, she said, you know, here's how I live my life. I live my life by saying, what's the worst thing that could happen here? And then I come up with the worst thing that could happen here. And then I ask myself, could I handle that? And the answer is always yes. Yes. And I said to her, I said, oh, that's like a great way to live your life. Can I add something to that? It's not going to happen. Just say to yourself, the worst thing that could happen here is not something I'm willing to accept. It's never going to happen. So audacious, unconventional, surprising, courageous, unusual, fearless. You get to look up there and see which, which, which of those you are. But I'm going to tell you this. Um, you're all of them. You are absolutely every single one of those. Whether you admit it or not, it's in there. Absolutely, fully in there. So, go to the next slide. So, ways to become daring. Now, I have a whole bunch of these to go through with you. So, these are the ways you can become daring. You already are daring, but these are the ways you can unleash it. Number one, stop being so scared of looking foolish. How many of you really don't like to look foolish? Wow, Andrea, your arm went up so fast. Uh, you've looked so foolish to me so often. <laughs> Never. So I have that. There's a little part, little part of me that still doesn't like to look foolish. But you know what? You got to let it go. Because if you're willing to be daring, if you're not willing to look foolish, think of all the things you're not willing to do. Think of all the things you're not willing to try. Think of all the things, all the opportunities you have in this world to do amazing things that you're not going to do because you're afraid I may look stupid doing it. Number two, give yourself permission. When I read this, I was like, wow, give myself permission. Who is it that somewhere in my life came along and said, you don't have a right to do this? Who did I give my power over to and agree with when somehow I didn't think I had the right to do something? Do you know what? You have the right to do 
everything and anything so long as it hurts no one. And that's a big caveat. And I don't mean you'll hurt someone's feelings. There are a lot of people who get hurt when you succeed. Have you ever noticed that? There are a lot of people who aren't comfortable with you changing. There are a lot of people who aren't uh, comfortable with what you believe. It doesn't mean you shouldn't be it, believe it, and change whatever you want. So give yourself permission to be daring. Give yourself permission to do what you came here to do. And I'm not saying that there's something in you that you have to do because you came here to do it. I think we all came here to live life to the fullest. Anybody? We came here to live every aspect of life that we can. I like that quote, and I don't remember what it is, but it's something like, when I die, I want to slide into home plate being completely used up. I was kidding Will about our house. He was like, I can't wait. Well, he didn't say, I can't wait to inherit your house. But he said, he said I really, I lo- I, I'm looking forward to the day that I get to, to live in this house. I said, that's not happening. I said, no, I will have used up everything, all the money I have. Everything I ever made in life, I'm going to spend it all. So you need to make sure you do really good things in your life. And he laughed and said, yeah, right. But it's the truth. I believe that we must give ourselves permission to live out loud no matter what. It's one of the things I love about the younger generation today. They are, they are audacious and unabashed in saying who they are. They're willing to tell you what pronoun to call them and they can change it every other week as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) They're willing to become men when they started out as women and women when they started out as men. They're willing to say, I'm fluid. I don't know who I fall in love with. I fall in love with the person. There's so much that our younger generation is willing to say to us, daring enough to say to us, and some of us are still uncomfortable with that. And I'm suggesting we give ourselves permission to be less uncomfortable, to be more comfortable. Next. Start before you think you're ready. How many of you have that going on? How many of you have that? I'll do this when... We're going to get rid of that. I'll do this when... I have never, ever, ever... I've lived my whole life saying to myself, sure, I can do that. The one I remember the best is when I I auditioned for um, Murat. And the director said to me, he says, you know, this is the... He's the... The, the greatest tightrope walker in the world. Have you ever walked a tightrope? And I went, yes, I have. I was not lying. I was projecting into the future. <laughs> and he said, so you're okay with walking a tightrope? I said, yes. He said, are you okay with heights? I am horrified with heights. And I said, I have no problem with heights. Again, projecting into the future. I knew I'd get over it. And he said, okay. And then I sang and I acted and everything, and I got the part. And then that first day at the at circus class, <laughs> when they put the tightrope, and it wasn't that high, and the little girl playing opposite me just got on it and went, oh, look at this, and ran across it. I was like, mother of God. And I got on that thing and fell off a thousand times until I didn't. And then I could walk the tightrope. And then I even have a little note on my desk that Nora wrote me, and it's just a little, just a little thing that says, my father, the professional tightrope walker. And it sits right on my desk. And that reminds me, I am that type of person that says yes and then figures it out. Yes, now figure it out. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I also don't think there's anything wrong with taking the time to figure it out and and then do it. But if you take the time to figure it out as a method to stop yourself from doing it, that's what you have to look at. 
And there are people that have worked on the same thing for year after year after year after year because they're still not sure they've done it all the way they needed to do yet. I say, put it out there. Be daring enough to put it out there. If it's not right, I'm in the process of publishing the five questions, and everything from the title to the layout is, is, is in question. One publisher wants this, one publisher wants that. The good news, they're all excited about it, and it just keeps coming back to me to rewrite. And I'm like, okay. Now, the old me could have said, no, this is what it is, take it or leave it, and I'd have my book for the rest of my life. <laughs> just sit with it, sort of like Dinks that sits in a closet. So, are you willing to actually start, even if you think you're not ready. Next one, constantly push against your comfort zone. How many people here are too comfortable? Oh, just one person, two people raise their hand. Only two of you think you're too comfortable? Well, that's Steve, are you too comfortable? Not so lucky. So, it's a big question, am I too comfortable? I notice that when I get really comfortable, I get itchy. Anybody else get itchy when you get too comfortable? I just get, I, I'm like, ah, I gotta do something. I gotta, I gotta, there's gotta be something better than this. That's from Sweet Charity. I gotta do something. So, push against your comfort zone, and then break the rules. Yeah. <laughs> I am a literal example of someone who breaks the rules. I don't believe rules, <laughs> I gotta watch what I say here. Because um, I think rules are important, but I think they're guidelines. I think rules are guidelines. They're not steadfast things that you have to stay controlled by. Somebody asked me the other day what I thought of religion. I did a, I did a conference, and I was the guest speaker. And one of the people asked me a question. They said, so what do you think about religion? I said, I think religion, as opposed to spirituality, I think religion is a box that puts people in a very confined space. I said, spirituality is an open space where you get to choose what you believe. I said, and that's how I feel about religion. They said, but you're in a religion. I said, well, yes and no. I said, I, I actually believe that the Global Truth Center is a space and a place that stands for everyone's ability to choose what works for them in this beautiful collective of fellowship. So breaking the rules, I think we do need to pay attention to what rules we're living by. Because I think we've all chosen rules that are holding us back, keeping us in. And you know what else I think? I think some of the rules we've put on ourselves by telling ourselves who we know ourselves to be in terms of the relative world. Oh, I'm, 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 a, I, I'm someone who's, who's, who's tentative. Who wants to know themselves as tentative? Even if you have proof that you're tentative. Against all proof, you still have the right to say, this is who I am. I am daring. I am audacious. I am willing to break every rule of my own in order to change it up and be who I know I want to be. Next one, do something you think you can't do. And as you see there, I picked scuba diving because, um, yeah, that's scary to me. That looks like something uh, that I'm already trying to breathe. And I picked that because I decided today I was going to say that at some point, whenever we get to a place where I can, I'm going to try scuba diving because I've convinced myself I can't do it. I'm even sweating in my palms thinking about this. But you know what? That's the kind of thing I have to do. I cannot go through my life saying this is something I couldn't do. 
And you know what? I'm happy to fail at it. But I'll still be able to say, no, I did it. I hate it. I'll never do it again. <laughs> but I did it. Um, it's not that I can't do it. I choose to do it. And my, my, what I really want to know for myself is that I, I don't say I can't without having tried. And that's something for you to look at. At whatever age you're at, 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 no matter where you are in your life, nothing should ever say to you, you can't anymore. God, I was watching the Olympics. I was watching that runner. Um, uh, it, it wasn't these Olympics, but I was watching um, this diver who had one arm and one leg. And how this, how, and she won the gold. I guess it was in the Special Olympics, but it was spectacular. And I thought to myself, would I have had the audacity? Would I have been audacious enough? Would I have been daring enough to somehow find myself in a pool without everything I thought I needed. There's a daring soul. Do something you think you can't. And then finally, hang out with daring, bold, and audacious people. And I would like to say that's what you're doing today. Because I think every single person in this room, even if you've answered no to some of these questions, are going, no, I'm not that. I'm not that. Yes, you are. Somewhere you are. The title of my talk today <laughs> is Dare to Jump. Right? Dare to Jump. I think many of us have taken steps where I think we've walked in the right direction. But I honestly believe we are at a precipice. And precipices, it's a very gay word to say, apparently. Precedices, <laughs> no. precedices, <laughs> multiple precipices, doesn't work, um, are made for jumping. That's why they're there. Way too often, we turn and backpedal and back up. I'll get there again. I'll do it. And then life goes by, and it goes by, and it goes by and it goes by, and we land here again. When are we going to dare to jump? Really jump in. When are we going to dare to look at everything that I just put up there? When are we going to dare? Dare the odds, and get the odds out of our mind, because the odds are nothing more than what everybody else has done. It is time for us to dare to jump, and I have this quote by Ernest Holmes that I'd like to close with, and it's this. He says, dare to speak and to know that what you speak is the law unto the thing spoken, regardless of what conditions exist. Let me read that again. Just take a breath. Dare to speak and to know that what you speak is the law unto the thing spoken, regardless of what conditions exist. When we look at daring, it's about moving from your thoughts into action. The thoughts are there. The thoughts are plentiful. The thoughts are extensive, expansive. They are everywhere present. They are ready to find you. Are you ready to act on them? I invite you this month to dare to jump from just your thoughts into your actions. Take those thoughts, act upon them, and then see just how far that jump is going to take you. 
Namaste. Hi, this is Dr. James Mellon, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message and ask you for your support. Your tax-deductible donation to Global Truth Center ensures that we can continue to provide you with this form of inspiration each week. To make a contribution now, please visit our website at globaltruthcenter.org. Again, thanks for listening. Namaste.